Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. It's Super Bowl weekend for us to give you the best Super Bowl takes. We're doing an NBA trade deadline special. So sit back, get ready for the big game, and enjoy the show. All right, Jalen, we are here. It is a late uh, Monday evening in February, week before the Super Bowl, Eagles-Chiefs. But this is going to be an all-basketball edition as there was so much news to get to with Kyrie Irving requesting and then being to be traded and then being traded all since we last hopped on here. The tears dramatically affected maybe a little bit. Um, Jalen, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing pretty good. Um, as many people would say, if you're Cam Thomas, he would probably say there's nothing to smile about when it came to that trade. But I bet you he's smiling right now. He just pulled a 40 piece tonight. So uh, this Nets, like you said, this Nets trade, it's going to be very interesting. And I'm looking, it, it, it's going to be fun to talk about NBA, all that fun stuff. And as much as it hurts that we can't talk, we're going to just save all that NFL stuff, folks, for Thursday because we only get to talk about it for so long. we got to make it a good one. We're right. not going to stall it out like we did last week. We're just going to save it. Just save it. So, yeah, man, let's get to this NBA stuff. A lot going on. Oh, yeah, a lot going on. So, yes, I guess we'll start with, before we get into the fun trade deadline things, Thursday, the big craziness, Kyrie. Uh, requesting to be traded because the Nets won't pay him his contract for, you know, pick or any number of reasons why the Nets don't want to give Kyrie a huge contract extension. And that so we've known. Be traded and the Nets are like, well, all right, we're done with this. Better just get at least something for him. Uh, you know, the Lakers wanted him. That was definitely a fear that was out there because that could have been scary, even if it would have been very short term. Uh, LeBron, AD, and Kyrie. Uh, but Dallas realistically had better players to offer the Nets, which like Katie's coming back and they don't want to just give up, even though they're getting rid of Kyrie. Um, so like, yeah, that's crazy. Kyrie, you know, we said it'd been a weird amount of time since he'd done something crazy. Um, and wow, what a, what a couple of days. Yeah. Christian called that one, right? He was like, yeah, it's kind of odd. And we, we even, we kind of glossed over it and they even, we, we laughed at it, I think. And here we are, two weeks later, you know, two weeks, couple weeks later after Christian and said that. And, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's like you said, the Nets had so many reasons if they wanted to, to trade them. And they got – it's questionable to see who wins this trade going forward. Um, Cole, I texted you about it, and I was like, I feel like for this trade overall, I feel like it's like an 8 out of 10. Um, what were your thoughts on this trade? Um, you know, I like it. Um, I understand it from both sides. Like Dallas, you want to um you gotta go for it with Luca. Like that team is realistically not good enough around them for I doubt for them to even get back to the conference finals. Now if like if it's working for a short period of time and Kyrie's hooping, Luca, you know what he can do. It's could be dangerous. So I think it definitely increases their upside, even though if it does have high bust potential. But it's also like they're not going to sign him right away. So if it does go very poorly, 
you can just let him walk and you're like, all right, well, this isn't great, but we at least have some cap space now. Um, so I yeah. stand up for Dallas. I actually do like it for Dallas. I think it's one of the few places it does kind of make sense a little bit, but the other hand, it is the Kyrie can play without the ball, I think better than he gets credit for. So I do think he'll probably be okay. But, you know, at the same time, they're too ball dominant. It's not a perfect fit. It's not as good as KD Kyrie was as far as the fit on the court. And defensively, it's going to be very bad. Kyrie and Luca, as great as they are on offense, that is not very good defensively. Um, but yeah, I get it for Dallas and for like Brooklyn. They're like, you know what? We got a future pick way down the road, some middle school kid. But like that doesn't matter someday. They'll be like, wow, this is nice. We have this pick. Um, remember that trade? <laughs> so, yeah. like Kyrie, it just implodes everywhere. It's not going to last forever in Dallas, but I get it for them. And I think Brooklyn, like, that's a decent haul. He got a defensive guy, another guard. Like, if KD keeps hooping, be in the playoffs still. Could maybe, maybe win a round if KD's going crazy. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe if they, depending on who they pull, but, uh, It'll be interesting to see how the Nets float by these next couple of games. That's why I was uh use my intro for Cam Thomas because he was the one that's been getting the recent meme credit for the interview where they just showed him not even he never smiles apparently. Yeah, nothing to be smiling about. He did drop forty, but still lost to the Clippers by eight. So he's he's a nice young player though. He is a nice young player and uh him and you, obviously I'm a big fan of Yata Yata Wananobi. And so so yeah, gotta but he didn't do anything today. So uh sad shout out for Wananobi today. Twenty one minutes, zero points, three rebounds, three assists. My man was just running up and down the court getting the ball. That that's sad. <laughs> but uh yeah, the Nets, man, that, that's one of the problems they're gonna be facing is their death is very questionable until KD comes back. You know, like if they're very KD heavy. Be, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, I was about to say they're just very KD heavy, and they got till Thursday to make a move with all these new assets. So, what were you going to say, Cole? Yeah, I saw there was a thing they might try to add like a third team to it or something. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to go through or not, but like, it did not. It did not go through. Um, it's officially just two teams. Yeah, so I think it's going to be, um, like, I think the Nets. I don't think they're going to make any more moves. Like, I think KD's going to be Brack right after the All-Star break, so you don't have to go that much longer without him. Um, I think you see what these guys can do. Ben Simmons has no value. I don't know if you saw that story. But it's literally out there. They're like, Ben Simmons, like, no one wants to trade for him, so you're stuck with him pretty much. Hopefully he'll play some. Um, It's not great, but, like, KD, if he's awesome, there's enough there. Like, I don't think they're going to – I don't know if they're going to make another trade. I don't know really, like, what else they would do at this point. I think they just ride it out, see what happens, and then probably reevaluate in the summer and then maybe be like, okay, well, this failed. We might just trade KD, get as much as we can, and start over. But I think they ride it out for the rest of this year. Yeah. I mean, I hope they make one more move, personally, just because – I think I mean I don't know how it's gonna work with Dinwiddie and all that, and I think it would make more sense to just shop Dinwiddie because you traded him before. I don't know if he wants the ball. I mean, he probably does. I I, I don't know, but uh, I would I would want one more move from the Nets just to see if they can be a little aggressive after this whole Kyrie thing went south. And you're like, you have to show KD, in my opinion, that you still want to win now with him, so that way he's more enticed to stay with you in the off season and we. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? He probably, who know, he might join another super team, or maybe the Nets make one more move that make us 
go believe that they're going to build a, another super team in the offseason. That's what I'm trying to hope for out of the Nets. I want to see if they can make that move to get like KD a star player help, whether that be going to Chicago or going to Toronto to get one of those players before, you know, probably the Heat or something. <laughs> I agree with that. I mean, I can definitely see that, but like, I just don't know if they have enough because they don't, they already don't have that many picks because the Rock, because the Harden deal. Um, the Rockets have a lot of their picks. So, I mean, maybe they could probably put together a decent offer for Van Fleet or someone like that, but I don't know. Like, I think Toronto will do better. I think Toronto, like, the Gobert, the Timberwolves screwed up the whole NBA with that trade still. Like, the ramifications are still being felt even now. Of like well, that. Yeah, the Jazz have a lot of – I've read an article like, from the Jazz. going anywhere because the asking price is crazy. So, like, I don't know, I don't know if they'll have enough realistically, but it would be cool for them to get one of those guys. Alex Caruso, maybe. They could get him, maybe. That would be nice. But maybe, probably, yeah. Yeah, but, but I don't think they have enough to get a big, like, fish. Like I said, they just got a wheel and deal. It's the NBA. Anything can happen. We know that. I mean, their calorie, their sap cap, salary cap, Jesus Christ, their salary cap room is, uh, you know, a little so-and-so. You might as well just take that luxury tax at the Lakers. But, yeah. So, and let's see what happens. I, I, we got two days, three days, I guess. I mean, it's midnight almost over there. So, two days, I would say. So, it'll be – stuff can happen. Stuff can happen. And uh, this Kyrie thing, I think, was a big domino to fall. And now all the eyes are just looking at uh, – like we meant, like I just mentioned, Chicago and Toronto. You know, we've been talking about them to be one. You said it on your tears, I think, that they're yeah. the teams that you want to see implode. So, and I completely agree. I want to see them make a move to show us what they're doing in their future because I have no idea what to think about their rosters right now because sadly, they just, their big threes didn't work out, you know? And it looked like it could have worked with Nick Nurse up in Toronto and Spicy P and Fran Fleet and that that finals team that they pretty much kept. But that didn't work out. And it's going to be I, – I, and just for Chicago, you know, you just got all these vets. And Colby, you were, I think, a big – you were like, yeah, they're fun, but you were a little skeptical, I think. I think I remember you were always a little, a little realistic when it came to the Bulls. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a great ride last year, and then all the injuries, and then losing Lonzo. Like, I mean, it kind of shows he was how valuable he was because without him, they've just like fallen apart. They're just like not good, even though they have the potential and the players. And Levine, you just like, I don't know, you can't really trust him. He's a really he's a good player, but he's not like top tier star where he's gonna like carry you to like great success. Demar is playing really well, but it's still kind of weird. Vooch is like solid. Like they are have solid players, but I don't know. It just they're not winning enough games, so like I don't know what the ceiling is. Like you could probably get a good bit for some of these guys, like you said. Yeah. So I guess that's a that's just a glimpse of how we're going to be talking about this NBA trade deadline because, oof, man, we've done it before with KD, and now here we are again with Kyrie giving us the effects. Um, man, these Nets—they really make our our lives a misery, living hell on the trade machine. But let's go to the other news. These are I have two only major news articles. I don't know if Colby has any other ones. Um, for me, it's Colby. Have you heard of the news of John Morant lately getting in trouble? Yeah, the Grizzlies are not doing too well. They're kind of having some issues since Shannon Sharp got in their heads. Since Shannon Sharp, since he said that 
the West isn't their biggest concern. John ja Morant, they they've turned themselves into the bad guys of the uh, of the West of recent, you know. And now here we are with pulling out guns and or being in a car with guns getting pulled out at a Pacers game. Like what on the Pacers? Like uh, that's where I draw the line. I was like, really? The Pacers is where you drew the line. But Cole, uh, I guess my main question for you is, I mean, besides Stephen Adams not being there, because they have a lot of people have pointed towards that. Stephen Adams is being, you know, his absence and everything has hurt this team because he like they make the team like what second in rebounding or something like that, like a top five team in rebounding when they have Stephen Adams, which is ridiculous. But <laughs> um, I was my question for you is, what do you think the Grizzlies' biggest problem? I mean, I think they're kind of just in their own heads right now, and they're like doing too much trash talking. Dylan Brooks is like actually a dirty player. I think he's like. That's just too much. They're doing way too much. And, like, I think they're psyching themselves out. And, like, as a team, I don't know. Like, Jaron Jackson's great. He's going to be defensive player of the year. He's first-time All-Star. And Jaw's great. I just, like, Bain is awesome. But, like, they're just not consistent enough. They're too all over the place. Like, I don't know. I do think it's kind of just they're letting all the trash talk and, like, the identity. It's going too overboard and it's going to their heads. And, you know, they don't have a player like Jokic to just hold everything together at all times. Yes, sir. A solid glue piece. A guy that commits to his team by stop (laughs) drinking, what was it, Coke or Pepsi? I think it was Pep. uh, I think it was Pepsi. No, no, it was Coke, I think. I think it was Coke. Okay. Yeah, so we're talking about a guy that stopped his Coke habit. And the Coca-Cola habit. Well, Coca-Cola habit. <laughs> he lost like 20 pounds. And this was before COVID Jokic, where we saw skinny Jokic. Remember that? You know that. that the pandemic that, changed Jokic's whole Yeah. Thing. Post-pandemic, he's been unbelievable. Yeah, whatever happened. He took the COVID pandemic serious. He went to his farm, and he literally went to work. Um all right, final final news headline that I got that at least I remember that caught my eye, Cole. Steph Curry out again. The last the other thing I had, yeah. So let's see. The Warriors, they are they're already in a tough spot because they're in the West. And the West is so congested. At 27 and 26. So it looks like they just won their game. Mm-hmm. Um Cole, do you think the Warriors can survive? What is it? I think they're estimating a couple weeks, I think. Or is it longer? I don't know how I might be wrong on that. Weeks. I think it's yeah, at least so at least like two or three weeks, probably. I don't know exactly how long we'll see. I mean, that's devastating at this point in the season, like you said, with where they are in the playoff race. Like they I think will can win enough to like when he gets back because it's the West and our scrappy vets and pool can go off sometimes, even though they're all over the place. Um I do think they can tread water enough to where they'll still get into like the play in, but I think they're in real trouble. Like they're going to be fighting for one of those bottom seeds. If they, if it goes badly these last two weeks, they could be screwed. So, and they can't win on the road for some reason. (laughs) So yeah. And I think they're a team to watch to maybe make a move. Will they finally bite the bullet on some of these young guys like James Wiseman feels bad. Number two pick, but like, it's not really working. He has not panned out. No, he's not really developing. Well, yeah, the, the Warriors, they're in a very tough spot. And I like how you mentioned that the trade, because I didn't, I'll be honest, uh, 
They only came up on my trade talk once and they share a question. So that's that's how much I thought they probably wouldn't trade. But for you to bring that into question, because I thought about it for a glimpse, I think it's very interesting, especially the idea of trading James Wiseman. I mean, it sucks, like you said, but they do have a lot of talented young pieces. I mean, they just traded uh, Peyton Jr., I think it was, to Toronto or not Toronto uh, or Portland. Sorry. So, sorry, they traded who to Portland? Gary Payton Jr. Oh, well, he signed with Portland, I think. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because of the injury, uh, re- reflecting back to the Grizzlies being some just troublemakers. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, the Warriors, they're in it. I mean, they got Clay. Clay has been playing good basketball. That, that is something that I can at least say. But besides that, yeah, they de- Jordan Poole needs to take over and get those uh, more start, more solid starter minutes. Because I think that's what a lot of people are saying is this Jordan Poole needs to take over more. So would you agree with that? I think you said that, but just gonna reiterate it. <laughs> he just yeah, he just needs to be more consistent. He's just like he's not the best defender and he's like too all over the place sometimes. He's not all reliable. Like he definitely needs to be smarter and more consistent. But yeah, he does <laughs> they did pay him, so like they need him to be like the next guy, like after Curry, like the next guard to run the offense when Curry's out, plays old, like it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting who they find as his number two, like because if they're gonna go with that formula again, it's gonna be interesting who they're gonna decide as his number two, or is he going to be worth to continue the franchise on? Like that's gonna be I feel like that's what this season's gonna boil down to. The question that we're gonna be asking ourselves is, can the Warriors really trust Jordan Poole moving on after these uh those Splash Brothers? But he has a long is still we're not even at the All Star break yet. And when they do get the All-Star break, they get a nice week for Curry to recover or so, a weekend, I guess you can say. Um, so, yeah, uh, they get they get to catch a slight break, but it's going to suck. Um, but all right, Cole, enough waiting around. I got ourselves a trade segment. I know, right, folks? So you change of pace, right? Jalen back with the segment. Um, it's called Be a GM. AKA would you rather trade deadline edition? Um, because some of these are mostly would you rather take questions, but I like the title be a GM because I'm mostly asking you because I'm mostly not Colby. So you are the GM and I have a question for you. All right, let's hear it. Would you have the GM of Dallas have taken this Kyrie trade? Yeah, probably. I think it's worth it to like try to in the West to try to go for your upside. It's not ideal and you're, I wouldn't commit to a long term, but I think it's worth a gamble to see if you can get like a crazy, get hot, get a crazy run out of it, make a real run in the West and then go from there. Um, so yeah, I think I would have done it. It's a lot to think about, but probably. Probably. Oh, it went from a solid. Yeah. To a probably interesting, Mr. GM. Um, don't worry. These questions will get a little interesting. Mr. GM. Yeah. Have you remembered those rumors about Trey Young and everything about how he was upset with Atlanta? Yeah. Would you shop Trey Young this early already? Would you start considering shopping Trey Young? No, unless you'd have to, unless someone blows me away and calls me with just like a ridiculous offer that's like absurd value, like a crazy amount of picks, like multiple good like young players 
no, I wouldn't give up on Trey Young yet. I'd be trying to do a lot of stuff with the rest of the roster. The Murray fit is kind of weird. They are Trey Young is so bad at defense. It's the only other thing too. As amazing as he is with the shooting and passing and getting all the foul calls, like he is a really bad defender. So, mm-hmm. like he'll be just a great defender, but it's not like like Trey Young is insanely bad. Like, <laughs> but no, I still I would still not be looking to shop him. Why? Not yet. All right, all right. I would take it. How would you? All right, so barring a crazy offer, and you're asking me how would I handle that? Mm -hmm. I would say I would go with yes and hope for the crazy offer, and that's what I was leaning towards. I would say yes if I had the crazy offers handed to me because I think I would get something out of Trey Young, honestly. And if he wasn't that happy, we got DeJounte. I looked at their core. I'm like, they still got a solid core, and if you get value for Trey Young as you project, I mean, this season, I don't think it's considered a bust completely. Yeah, you're sitting right on the line. So it it really depends on how they feel coming up and and what kind of offer is put on the table. That's what I would say. So I'm, I'm pretty much right there with you on me. I'm more of a yes, very, depending on the offer. Like, I am looking for a lot. So, all right. <laughs> like that. All right. Mr. GM. Who do you think is going to leave first, whether it would be this trade deadline or just the offseason? Kevin Durant or Bradley Beal? <laughs> Kevin Durant. I mean, Bradley Beal, I don't know if he's ever going to leave. The Wizards, I just like, I want to put the Wizards in some trades and we'll see if we talk about them more. But like, I don't know. I don't think he's going to like, just doesn't feels like they're pretty content with just what they are for some reason. I don't know. The Wizards are so weird. They're such a bad organization. And like it is a massive contract, also. It's the only other thing. Like it's not gonna be like super easy to trade them. It's not like people are probably not gonna be giving them some crazy offers for Bradley Beal. Like the Nets might be able to get for KD because of how good he still is. Beal does have injuries as well. Uh like he has doesn't play all the games. He has some injury history, so Probably KD, like, if it just goes badly, he's just like, all right. And I think the Nets even will be like, fine, just screw it. Let's just start over. <laughs> we failed at this twice. Let's stop doing this from now on. Let's just go through the draft and uh, not not try to sell our soul to get all these great players. <laughs> I mean, that, that sounds about right. I mean, I feel like the Nets will fold first. I only threw that Beal one in because I feel like those are one of those guys that can happen any day. So it's like, yeah, the Wizards are happy, content. But one day they might say, you know what, Beal, thank you for your services. Please leave. Just for, But I don't think they're going to do that at the same time, Colby. Um, all right, Mr. GM. Sorry, didn't mean to call you by your first name. Um, since we were just talking about this troublesome team, someone has to go. And just to give us a little kickstart in the rear. Will you be trading a Grizzly, two Grizzly bench players, or just one Grizzly starter? Well, for who? What? What am I trading for? Just in general? Just in general, you just need to get a nice refresh player. Let me peep one thing. Real, let me peep their roster real quick. I was about to say this one. You might need the trade machine for. I got it. It's okay, I already got it pulled up. <laughs> um, I mean, I'd be trying to move for Dylan Brooks. I mean, some of these bench guys are young. There's no way I would move Bain or Jackson or Morant, though. 
I don't think anyone's going to want Adams, bro. I guess two of the bench guys. The bench is young, and they have value at the bench. That's true. Maybe one of the starters. I mean, if it was Brooks, I would try to get rid of him. Or I guess Adams. I don't know who would really trade for Adams, but oh, you would send Adams. Actually, no, probably I'm... not. Actually, no, I take that back. He seems like he's important to them, kind of. So, if it's Brooks, yeah, but if not, probably the two bench guys. Well, I'll say I'll say two bench guys because that feels like a cop. Who would you be leaning towards in that bench, since you have that roster pulled up? I mean, if I can get, depends what I'm looking for. If I can get like a legitimate like borderline star. Um, I mean, I would be willing to trade Zaire Williams because he's kind of like the promising young player on the bench. People like they just drafted Jake Riviera. He he can mm-hmm. play a little bit. I might be saying that wrong. Oh, they still have Brandon Clark out there. He hasn't really. He's like solid. Um, so probably like Clark and if Conchar, Tillman is solid. Maybe Clark Tillman. Um. Or probably one of realistically it'd have to be La Rivia, La Rivia or or Williams. Probably La Rivia, but if I'm trying to get a big fish, then yeah, I'd throw Williams in there. I don't know who it would be though, realistically. Okay. Okay. There you go. It's harder to make that trade when you don't know who you're getting back. So I was just that one was very open ended. Um, all right, Mr. GM. Speaking of big fish. These two big fish have been rumored heavily these last couple of weeks for the trade deadline. Who do you think is going to be traded first? D'Angelo Russell from the Minnesota Timberwolves or Van Fleet from the Raptors? Van Vliet. I don't think I don't think they're going to trade D'Lo because they're playing a lot better lately. And like he's still Cat's friend. I don't think like the Timberwolves, they're playing better enough lately. I don't think they're going to blow it up or anything. I actually think they'll pretty much stand pat, maybe make a minor trade to get like another rotation piece. But I don't think they're going to get rid of D'Lo because he has been playing a lot better lately. And if the team's playing better, once you get Cat back, who knows, maybe you can get it to work come playoff time. Cat should be back soon, right? Like he's almost back. I think he might be back soon. But honestly, I've been watching more Wolves games and it's probably a good thing that he hasn't been around because it has been good quality time for Rudy to get his offensive game back, back in shape because it has been abysmal at the beginning. But I'm not going to lie, watching these last couple of weeks, he's starting to get it going. So um, I'm starting to, I'm starting to get, I'm starting to be happy with Gobert finally. So let's not. I I want Cat to be back and see how that works, but I really do want Gobert to first also get his offensive footing, so that way when we do switch him in round back with Cat, he's not just some big dummy just getting rebounds. So, um, yeah, enough of that, Mr. GM. Stop trying to point this question at me, sir. <laughs> um, Mr. GM, what's your ear on these two teams? Who do you think is going to shop first for this trade deadline? Will it be the Jazz or the Pelicans? Shop as in like try to acquire players or sell or like trade away their pieces. Anything. Do you think just shop? They're going shopping. Oh, probably the Jazz. I don't know if the Pelicans will do anything. They feel like a candidate. It's just so weird with the injuries. Like, do they know what to do really? I think the Jazz are going to trade like some of their veterans. Come on. You know what Danny Ainge wants. 
realistically, <laughs> playing right now. as fun as the stories they've been, as much as Markinen's awesome, and they're going to keep him. And Walker Kessler, awesome. Yeah, Kessler, balling. Heartbreak that he got. And he, there he are other guys like are playing well, Sexton stuff, but like Sexton, but like you got Mike Conley, you got Sexton, like some of those veteran guards that have like you got Jordan Clarkson, a good veteran guard who has like some value, especially good value. Players. Yeah. So like Mr. Square up. Mr. Square. Uh, yeah, the jazz. I definitely say the jazz. Danny Ainge is like, he's gonna be like, come on now, let's try to get there's Victor Webinyama in this lottery. Let's at least get down there, have a chance to get some more picks. <laughs> or get some more picks. Nick, All right. I got I heard something on um first thing on Nick Wright's show the other day, but and he was talking about the Lakers, like what trades they should do. And he said a line that was so funny. He's like, and then I do something that you really don't want to have to do. And you call Danny Ainge and you're like, hey, Danny, like, can you take some of my picks for, for some of your players? Like, because Danny Ainge is just fleece so many people. And like, it feels like the Jazz are in prime position to do that. And they'll be like, well, we'll have Markin and Kessler, all these picks. Like, let's just, let's see what happens. That would be hilarious if the lake, if the lake, like Nick, I can just see Nick Wright just going, Well, hey, Danny Ainge. <laughs> uh, that is that's good stuff right there. All right. Um, speaking of the Lakers, Colby, who do you think is going to make a move out of these three teams? The Lakers, the Suns, or the Warriors? Oh, that's a good one. I think they're all going to be trying to do something. I'm going to say the Suns. I think the Suns have assets, and with the way the West is going, like they have some assets. They have, I have a hypothetical Suns trade, maybe if we want. Oh, no, yeah. I got you ready but, because ready for the follow up question, Cole. You played right into my trap card. Yeah, sure. Do you finally shop DeAndre Ayton and Jay Crowder? And there's a little laughing emoji right next to Crowder. But do you finally shop DeAndre Ayton? I think so. I don't. You don't necessarily have to move him. But like if if you can get something pretty good for him and like really go for him in the West, I think you do it. If not, I'm also fine with keeping him and rolling it back. But yeah, I mean I'm I'm shopping him to see if I can get something to really shake up this team. You get they're about to get Booker back. Or I think he was back tonight, wasn't he? Or he's about to come back. Um about to come back, I wanna say, but I can do a quick bleacher check. Um that might be wrong. I gotta double check. They didn't play tonight. <laughs> Coming back next game, sorry. Uh, there you go. Yeah, back next game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I totally buy that. All right. So what were you thinking about that Suns trade before I cut you off with my trap card of a question, Mr. GM? You it, looked, it sounded like you were getting that trade machine running up. Well, I just have one. This is just a quick hypothetical. And this was, and you can't do picks on this is the only thing. So I would mm-hmm. say I'll throw in a pick or two, like a first-round pick or two from Phoenix. Uh, and with DeAndre Ayton for uh, Fred Van Vliet. And in this one, I said Otto Porter. I think they'd probably love to get Gary Trent, but I don't know if Toronto would give up that much for Ayton. Um, I kind of think like the Ayton-Van Vliet swap could be interesting because it seems like Van Vliet's not long for Toronto. If Toronto gets some picks, kind of reboot. I know they were reportedly interested in Ayton before. Um, you see what they can do in the lottery. Just kind of blow it up. You get Ayton as like a young big to – put him with Scotty Barnes and try to just build around that, see what you can do. Hypothetically, probably unlikely to happen, but I know Phoenix would love to have Fred Van Fleet. So I could see them 
throwing some picks and some players to try to get Van Vliet. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I mean, it'd be a nice, it'd be an interesting run for how Phoenix will go because uh, they got all those guards. But I mean, at this point, if you're Phoenix, you're still getting a solid player out of Van Fleet, and you'll probably get somebody else as well for DeAndre Ayton. And if you're Toronto, obviously, I'd be, I'd be pretty happy because you already know if you had DeAndre Ayton. So it'd be a definitely a new bright, it's good scene for both of those guys. Um, that's an interesting one. I will say that. All right, Cole. These ones are going to get a little corny. <laughs> is the heat on or is the heat off for this trade deadline? Oof. That's tough. I think, I mean, probably on, realistically. I'm sure they're going to try to do something. I don't know that they have a ton of uh, a ton of value. Like a ton of guys, people are gonna really want. I don't know really what know what they would do, but I'm sure they're gonna try to do something. They'll try to get rid of Kyle Lowry, but I don't know who's really gonna want him. No one's gonna touch Duncan Robinson. Ah, you know what? Look, the more I look at this roster, I don't think so. Like I don't know. That's who what I was saying. No, I actually don't think so. Their roster's in decline. Nikola Jovic, they might have to get rid of him. He might have. He's the only piece with some value. Young guy. So is it off, huh? I think so, yeah. I don't think they've... Dang. All right, so ready for this? Ready. What is the high-value Bulls player in your eye? You see what I did there? Bulls eye? Mm -hmm. That's good. <laughs> that was the question. Yeah, who is the highest-value Bulls player in your eye? Oh, that's a tough one. Um... I guess still Levine. He's the only one. He's like still the young, younger all star in his prime. DeRozan is great as he is. He's in his thirties. Vooch is like thirty, is what he is. And I don't love Levine too much, but I would say he is the most valuable still. I was thinking it might be like maybe depending on where Demar will go, maybe him. But he is the oldest, probably. He's probably the oldest out of all of them. Maybe Zoe, but he's injured. That's why I couldn't say him. And for me personally, I think I was going to say Caruso, but he hasn't played his best ball, I think, of late. So, I mean, yeah, looks like it's good. Levine's pretty much the consistent answer you see everywhere, too. So, all right, Colby. We've been talking about these. We just talked about both these recent players. And this was one that I just said, you know what? What would happen if these guys ended up just reuniting and just saying, you know what? F it year. We're gonna I don't think this is gonna happen at all. Very huge hypothetical. But would you reunite DeRozan and Kyle Lowry in Toronto? No. <laughs> no. And, and, and it says right next to it, and no. embrace the Toronto tank. No. <laughs> embrace Toronto no. tanking. No. <laughs> DeRozan, no, too much money. No, no way. No way, Jose. Not even considering it remotely. Because, no. I mean, we already thought he's trying to be shocked. <laughs> Masai Ujiri is cutthroat. He, he's trying to do what's best for the, the organization. He's a top-notch GM. He uh, is. He is. He was the reason why he, they got this band in the first place. Yeah. Now, that's that's a good one, but no. My... <laughs> okay. We got two more. Yeah, hopefully these make sense because I wrote these down in a sprint before I left work. I can send another one if I need to. Okay. All right. 
Colby, these teams are very open. This question is very open-ended. Mr. GM, which team do you think should trade in this deadline but will not in the end of the day? Should but won't. Ooh. Yeah. Good one. I mean, I hate to go back to my to the same place that I always go, but I mean the Wizards. (laughs) (laughs) What are they doing? I don't understand the organization, especially this year of all years is the year they should be blowing it up with you literally have a generational prospect and yes it's a long shot you'll get him but still if you get him everything changes forever so like i just don't get it but maybe beal doesn't have that much value i don't know um the yeah the wizards honorable mention would be like a team that's kind of borderline trying to go for it maybe I don't know. There's also a lot of other options out there. Uh, I'll say the Wizards. But Chicago's another one. That's what, who I was thinking of. Like, they. I don't know if they'll do anything or not, but they should probably. All right, Colby. And this is my final question. Who needs Webby more? Who needs to win these Webby? Webby on a, I can't say it. Who wins the Webby? I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Who wins the Webby odds? Right now, before the trade deadline, who's winning your Webby odds? Man, that is a very difficult one. And you know what? Oh, man, that is tough. The Webinyama sweepstakes is going to be all time, and you never know when there's going to be a weird lottery bounce. Right now, I'll say Houston. Oh. crazy. But they also have Jalen. I think either Houston or, like, what if this was the year Charlotte? finally won it. Charlotte's also awful. Charlotte yeah. died. I can't see LaMelo with him, man. I would break that would just boil me my blood <laughs> as an Anthony Edwards supporter. That would uh, the rightful rookie of the year. Um that that would I would be sitting there like god damn it. <laughs> god damn it. I mean obvi- I'm fine with them being number 2, but I like the idea of him joining Jalen and the Rockets. That would be so awesome. I also still think it'd be cool if he went to Detroit, as bad as they are this year. I still think with Cade, yeah, or a team if like a team moves up a little bit, in like the mid range of the lottery, could also be incredible. But oh, know. you're talking Orlando. That's what you're saying. You want the magic. You want your I boy even, Apollo. I want, that's not even who I was thinking of. I don't even know if that would be the best fit. Like to I mean, right now they blow it up. Could be crazy. Like, right now, the Lakers are third and bottom three in the West. So what about the Jazz? As like much as people make fun of the Jazz, like Markin and Walker Kessler, ah, maybe not. I don't know. You think the Thunder are going to be a part of that talk, or you think they're going to actually be yeah. trying to compete for that play-in? I mean, they'll be competing for the play-in because, like, even if you lose in the play-in and you don't make the playoffs, you still get in the lotto, but your odds are slim. Nah, I think Thunder are pretty solid. Like, I don't think they'll unless it's a really surprising bounce. I don't think they will get it. It would be all-time funny and all-time dangerous, too, is if the Pelicans get it with the Lakers pick, if the Lakers don't get it together. And then the Pelicans oh, get to add Webinyama to Zion, Ingram, McCollum, and they just have all these dudes out there. Zion and Webinyama would be ridiculous. <laughs> that would be in, in, that would be 
unfair. That'd just be that'd be totally unfair. Like a MB and BI, like you gotta be like, and then you add in the fact like, I know McCollum's pretty. He's a star. He's a star in the league. So so McCollum's still good, and Jose Alvarado is that annoying scrappy guy that you got to deal with. So not only are you getting like freaking uh speeding gonzalez running all across the court attacking and trying to steal your ball you got stinking all these trees <laughs> all these trees oh. dunking on you so Damn. all right well mr g I, sorry i did just think of one more really fun one if they don't get in in the play-in if they and who would that be indiana indiana fell for kind of him with halliburton could be filthy that could be nasty Halliburton, that'd be. I think Indiana deserves something like that, even though they probably wouldn't know what to do with it. You know, like that they would have this superstar of a guy. He's just living living out in Indiana. (laughs) Just like like, that would be that'd be hilarious. Like we'd we'd be forced to talk about Indiana. So just like how we were slightly forced to talk about New Orleans for a little bit when Zion plays. So well, there you have it, Mister GM. Those are all my questions for you. Thank you for uh, sharing your time with us today. Of course. That was great. I always love to be the GM. So much going on around the league. Always a lot going on around the league. Um, you got anything else you want to talk about today? Um, I think we got through most of the trades. Like, just this Western Conference playoff race with Curry injury, man. Like, this is going to be something else. And now, like, the Nets – I still think the Nets will tread water and be like the fifth seed, but I, I don't know if they can beat. The, you think just KD can beat the Cavs? Like I don't know. The Cavs are pretty damn good. <laughs> like the Cavs might beat the Nets in a playoff series. Yeah, no, I don't think. Uh, I don't think the Nets. I don't think the Nets can beat the Cavs. I mean, they're very loaded, and their their strength is in the big man as well. On top of solid guard play, in my opinion, S. Donovan Mitchell, All Star starter. Yes, he's the superstar of the team. But you have to remember, they got Evan Mobley, Jared Howard, Kevin Love. Like, they got dudes that play solid minutes as big men. And uh, that's, that's for me, that's going to be a big ask for Kevin Durant. So they're probably going to come in and play very physical. And I don't think that's how much – I don't think the Nets are going to last. That's how I think of it. Their best bet is to let the Heat go up against the Cavs and try <laughs> – actually, oof. Uh, the Cavs are the easiest one out because you go against the Sixers if you do that. Yeah. And then and then it just doesn't get better because you oh. can play the Bucks. Because <laughs> you play you end up playing the Bucks. So uh yeah, it's uh good luck. And good, yeah, like I said, they, they need to make a move. Like I think they need to make a move just so that way they can entice Durant to stay. See that. Um, the other thing I was gonna say, Clippers, low key. Clippers kind of getting it together now. They're up to fourth in the West, only game back of Sacramento. Um, sad. They were eight and two in their last ten. I still don't truly trust or believe in them that they'll be healthy when it and that they'll do damage when it matters. But we'll see. Uh, I was gonna say, who do you have the most? Last little topic. So with with Curry's injury, assuming the Warriors, we'll see what they do. They won tonight, like you said, crushed OKC. Mm-hmm. These three teams now. Who do you have the most faith in as being like the deep playoff run in the West team threat to Denver? I'll say we'll we'll spin it like that. Actually, okay, we'll spin it from my bias tree of hope and the yeah. hopeful mountains. So you're right out there. Actually, you're out <sighs> in the hopeful mountains of Colorado. The good team in Denver, while the Broncos crumble, the Nuggets rise. Um, 
So for the vibes out there, who who is the most dangerous, uh, the biggest threat in the West out of these three teams? The Clippers, Dallas, and Phoenix, who's also getting it together lately after that down stretch, and they're getting Booker back. Um, you know, I, I just wanted to say the Wolves are also the twenty nine win team. You just listed two twenty nine win teams. You're right there, the Wolves are solid. I know, I know, you're not giving Running us the out. credit that we deserve because we just beat your B team. That's probably what it you're thinking. Four teams in it. It was a three team segment. That would have been for the next team. Anyways, um, <laughs> it's a three team segment. <laughs> that was a smooth one. All right, um. If I were to say though, uh, this was this is without putting my ear to the ground. For me, it would have to be the Clippers, and 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 that's you know you said it yourself. They're playing good basketball. They're finally getting it together. When you're talking about playing in a series, I think that's where the Clippers somewhat play in their strengths because that's when if if this is the hugest if if Kawhi or PG is still healthy at that time yeah. they're obviously the top threat in my opinion um because without without curry he's going to probably now have to play comeback kid in these last few weeks of the season or yeah he's going to be playing comeback kid depending on how they go without him you said they'll tread water i say they might still be in the play in so um yeah, those and then as for the what would you say the Mavs and Suns, um, maybe the Suns, but I I don't believe in them, man. I really don't. I I, I would have to give the hat to uh, my breakdown would have to go Clippers at one, Mavs at two, and then Suns at three. I agree with that mostly. I think I would put Mavs slightly over Clippers. Actually, I don't know. I go back and forth. I think I'll put Mavs slightly over Clippers just okay. because of Luka, not because of Kyrie still, just because Luka could just be unbelievable. But, but I, do this... I, I agree with you that the Suns, I don't I don't know if I trust. I don't really trust the Suns. We'll see, though. If Booker gets cooking, who knows? Yeah. And, like, that's why I was like, eh, as well as sitting on the fence because it's Luka. You know, and who knows what Kyrie is going to bring to the table for this guy and, or how he reacts to Kyrie being at the table. So it's going to be interesting. And uh, I, I, I got to lean with the Clippers, even though we, we pretty much have the same sample size for both, which is a heaping load of nothing because of injuries for the Clippers. So, um, yeah, that's how I that's how I'm landing on that on that fence line. But like I said, Cole, I mean, I can't give the Wolves credit yet, though. I understand. You can't give them the credit yet. And then they, they haven't earned it. They're like the Grizzlies. They haven't earned it. So wow. people would have earned it out in the West these days. Yeah. Besides the Warriors <laughs> and the Lakers, I guess. But they're down. Why not the Kings, Cole? Why didn't you uh, put the Kings on that list of threats? Because they're the three seed. They're above all those teams in the standings right now. And like. True. They don't. They also have no experience. They have even less experience than all those teams. Like they have no experience. Is the thing that I that feel is, like yeah. make it hard. It is really hard to go in there with no experience and just cook. Um, they might because they are a really good team. I think they will. They have a decent chance to win a, a series and be in the second round. And people will be like, "Wow, sack town." This can be. Yeah, tough. I was about to say. I, I think they might win a series just because they're hungry. You know, like one of those teams that just. Court. Yeah. Like they haven't gotten it in so long, they want it. 
And of course, they're probably going to do it before the Wolves, and the Wolves will step. Then, then uh, yeah, I think if the Kings win it before the Wolves do, the Wolves are now the team that have it, that have the longest playoff drought win in NBA history. It's one of the two teams, one of those two teams, and it looks like the Kings are going to have a clean shot at it this season. Colby, we've made it to the, the final hour. The clock has just struck midnight. Final thoughts. That's a good one. Oh. Final thoughts. So much excitement with this trade deadline. Um, there's just so many ways to go. I am also very excited for the Super Bowl. And I'll just say I'm very excited for this NFL draft and this offseason coming up because there is going to be a lot of questions. I'm very excited to see what happens to uh, Kenny Pickett and his supporting cast. What like I'm getting very excited leading up for this draft. Like It won't be long until we get that cooking after the Super Bowl. And obviously, so excited for the Super Bowl. Yeah, my final thought is going to be the recent hiring of Brian Flores to the Minnesota Vikings. My friends think I'm a little bit harsh on him on this hire, and I think he uh, he comes up on my radar as a mid-range hire. I think he was mid. I wanted uh, Ijiro Evero from Denver. Uh, uh, Colby, you heard me com- like promote for this man for him to be the coach at some point. Yeah, he he ended up going to Carolina. <laughs> Carolina outbid us and we turned around and went for Brian Flores, which in my opinion, uh, like I told my friends, it's not a bad hire. It's not. It's not a bad hire. Anyone's better than Ed Donatel. But I think it's a safe hire. That's why I'm calling it mid. I think it's just a safe hire, you know? So I wanted someone new and exciting, and I think Evero had that. Um, We'll see what he does in Carolina, but Brian Flores, welcome to Minnesota, man. And uh, just know that the purple rain has uh, has really not been a rain these last couple of years. <laughs> Defense has been slacking, and I expect to see it come back to life. Well, Cole, good stuff as always, man. Very good what stuff. What a whew, NBA. Great week ahead. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. Whenever you want more biased takes, go on over to our social media pages, Spotify, or wherever you can probably find a podcast, if we have it up. And if we do, thank you for following us on social media. And besides that, have a good one, y'all.